Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Happy Holidays. On today's podcast, we'll be looking at the college football QB transfer portal, as well as college football coaching carousel, and we'll be breaking down our predictions for the NBA. But first, we start with the college football playoff. Sporty, did the committee get it right? Uh, I think they did. I, I know they uh, broke a goal with the amount of games that they have played, but other than that, I, I think they got it right. Yeah, I was gonna say what you you thought going in. Your your top four teams looked at uh, it was Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas A and M. Why did you like Texas A and M over uh, Notre Dame? Um, I thought they played a, a tougher SEC schedule, but uh, in the end, really, it really didn't matter to the committee. So uh, that that win Notre Dame had against uh, Clemson sealed the deal. All right. Yeah. I mean. Ultimately, that was probably, you know, everybody thought, you know, it was going to end up, you know, Alabama versus Notre Dame, Clemson versus Ohio State. My top four would have been um, Alabama, Clemson, Texas A&M, Notre Dame. I just kept the Buckeyes out just because of only playing six games. Um, you know, I thought they, on paper, they're a really good team, and they're probably the top four team in the nation, but they, have, they haven't really played like a top four team. Uh, you know, even though Notre Dame, you know, did get blown up by Clemson, they did beat them earlier in the season. And for A&M to only have one loss to Alabama, I don't know how you can keep them out. But um, I understand that you know the committee values the, the Big Ten championship. So I mean, really, uh, for this season, I, I you know you would have loved to have seen Alabama play Texas A&M in the SEC championship rather than Alabama Florida. But uh, the SEC did not change their their conference rules. So unfortunately for the Aggies, uh, they they settle for a matchup with with UNC. Um, kind of shocked me though that Indiana didn't get a bowl game. Sport, do you think uh, the Hoosiers got gypped? Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. They didn't get, they, they they're playing Old Miss and in, in some in some bowl game. I don't I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I don't think she got a, a better bowl game. Than Indiana. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know they lost to a, they lost to undefeated uh, out of state team. So right, and they they went nip and tuck it until the end. So yeah, I thought they got they got. Right, and I mean, you know, bump. I, I understand, you know, North Carolina already had a, that was a contracted game now with uh, A&M. Um, but somebody had to have gotten bounced, and Indiana should have probably slid up. I mean, if you, if you think Ohio State's the top four team in the nation, don't penalize Indiana for having one one loss to them when Florida over here has, has three losses, which, you know, one of those losses in, includes a, a struggling LSU team. So I, I, I do think that the Hoosiers did get, uh, they got chipped this year, but we'll see how they uh, how they do against Ole Miss. Could have been. Do you think it could have been because uh, <clears throat> Michael Penix is done for the season? Do you think that maybe yeah, went into I the? Think, uh, I think that had to maybe do with it. But they're, I'll give their backup credit. They got a big win. Um, who they play? Oh, they play Wisconsin. Yeah. Like Wisconsin. Yep. For the backup, so I'll, I'll give their I'll give Tom Allen and their offensive staff credit. Uh, Nick Sheridan, a former uh, Michigan quarterback. Now he's the star offensive slash quarterback coach for Indiana, so I give him credit. Yeah. All right, so looking at, uh, you know, we've already seen a lot of uh, players from all positions, from all schools, basically. You know, it seems like every school has at least one player in the transfer portal. Do you think the transfer portal is, is hurting or helping, uh, you know, college sports in general? Uh, I think, uh, honestly, I, I think it's hurting. There's, there's some good players who are either transferring or they're 
even there was the grass. Uh, hopefully the, uh, I hate to say it, but hopefully the uh, grass, or hopefully the virus um, didn't cause these players to transfer or go to South Carolina. Yeah, I mean. But I think it's, I hate to say it, but I think the virus is causing um, kids leaving to go to the draft and kids transferring because they didn't play in, in a shortened season. Right. And I mean, this year it is immediate eligibility. But, I mean, you know, in years past, we've, we've still seen people under the transfer portal. I mean, I get it. If you're not playing, you, you want to go play. Um, but to see some of these freshmen, I mean, and I know you don't, you'd rather transfer early and get it right. Um, and I've mixed opinions. You know, if, if you're not in a good situation, you want out, you should be allowed to go out. But at the same time, you shouldn't be allowed to play right away. This this isn't just, you know, pick a new school each, each year. It's not like, you know, free agency where they can just go wherever they want to. So, I mean, I I get it this year. It should be immediate eligibility, but I think there should just be a general rule where if you're going to transfer, you have to sit out here, whether, you know, no matter what your situation is. Because um, we're just seeing it. It's, it's like every day you're getting a, a bunch of a bunch of guys in the transfer portal. So looking at it from a quarterback perspective, sport, I'm giving you a list of names, and I'll, I'll give you where they, where they started and where they're at now. And uh, you got to give me who, who do you think is going to uh, be the best uh, or have the best season out of these QBs? So we got Mackenzie Milton, obviously a really good quarterback at uh, Central Florida. He is now at Florida State. We have Charlie Brewer, who is at Baylor, and he has committed to the Utah Utes. Anthony Russo from Temple, he's going to Sparty at Michigan State. We got Chase Bryce, who was originally at. Clemson, then to Duke, and now he's going to App State. We have Dwan Mathis, who was at Georgia, and now he's going to Temple. And we have Tanner Mordecai, who was at Oklahoma, and now he's going to SMU. Sporty, out of all those quarterbacks, who who do you expect to have the you know the more dominant year and maybe maybe a breakout player that, that leads their team to a big-time season? I'm going to go with the, uh, who did you say the quarterback is, the transfer from Temple to Michigan State? Oh, uh, Anthony Russo. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's going to have a and a good year for Sparty. Um, Michigan State, I know they didn't have a great season, but they, for the program, they do big wins. Uh, they beat uh, my team. They, got, they beat a Michigan team that wasn't very good, but they were ranked in the top 15 at the time, and they beat uh, an undefeated uh, Northwestern team. But uh, now their starter, who basically played the entire year, I think, yeah, he's another quarterback, Rock, well, well, Rocky Lombardi. 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 Yeah, he, he's transferring. So, so uh, I, I think he's going to come in and uh, give uh, Sparty a spark. Uh, hopefully he plays the entire year, and hopefully he doesn't transfer for uh, North Upper State. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, out of, out of these players, I, I think, I mean, they're all they're all pretty good quarterbacks. Um, you know, many of these guys play at the next level. Maybe not from, I don't see many playing from this, this list, you know, getting – uh, a lot of a lot of playing time in the future NFL, but uh, I like Mackenzie Milton. Uh, even though he had that, you know, devastating injury, I think he's going to bounce back and really, really spark Florida State. I mean, I know they have a bunch of other issues on their football team at, at some other positions, but um, you know, Milton he he can he's he's potent. He can he can definitely get it done, you know, through the air and any, even on the ground. So I I think he can lead the Seminoles, um, turn their season or turn their football program around and. You know, get them back to where they should be in college football. So I, I, I like Milton to have a have a pretty solid season next year. Now we have uh, the call the uh, coaching carousel in college football. 
platform give you four coaches who uh you know recent hires who is under the most pressure out of these guys so we got shane beamer who is now the head coach at south carolina we have brett vilma who's now at illinois jed fish at arizona and brian harson at auburn who has the most pressure to you know turn the football program around i'm gonna go with that brian harson the uh the head coach, uh, was he assistant out of, out of Boise State? Was he the head coach? I think he was the head coach of Boise State. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with him. Uh, he's at Auburn now, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little shocked with South Carolina getting fired, but um, they're, usually, they're usually a, a 10 win team every year. Uh, if he doesn't get close to 10 wins, uh, I, think, I think, unlike other, the other unlike these other colleges you should um, you mentioned that I think Auburn was the, the biggest one right they play in it I would say playing a tough tough SEC conference um, you know getting guys banged up every week week in and week out um, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be surprised if, if I'll be really surprised if he gets uh, nine wins his first year so if he gets nine wins his first year I, I think they made a good hire if he gets less than nine then I don't yeah, I mean, it's it's always demanding out in the SEC West. Um, you know, I like the hire. Uh, he's, he's had, what, like close to almost 70 wins, I think, in in his tenure at, at Boise State. Um, you know, I was also shocked by Gus Malzahn. I mean, he, I know he, you know, didn't lead them to, to a playoff appearance, but, uh, I mean, hey, SEC West football, that's, you know, that's arguably one of the toughest uh you know, conferences. Well, SEC is you know considered the toughest conference, but that's maybe one of the toughest. Uh, what, what what should we call these? Uh, I'm trying to think. SEC just you know it's it's one of the tougher conferences to play in out there, and the, having to play in the SEC West. You got Texas A&M, LSU, both the Mississippi's, Alabama, Auburn. So it's always it's always a tough time. So I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, I I think he can go maybe eight and four in his first year, and that that'll be a win for Auburn. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be uh, t- tough to start from scratch. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you with the Auburn pick. I think he's under the most pressure to to get things turned around because you know Arizona they're not really known for football. Uh, Illinois, you know, they're Lovey Smith's gone. I mean, they're not really anything special. And then South Carolina. I mean, again, being from the SEC, that, that's that's gonna be tough, and is and for Beamer to turn around in, in one year, but. Uh, I do like the Shane Beamer pick for South Carolina. I think he can definitely get the job done. Um, outside of Florida and Georgia, I think this is, you know, could be South Carolina's time to, to bump up and get that third spot in the SEC East. So, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Auburn for sure, definitely underneath most pressure. So we'll see how uh, Harson does in his in his first year at, at Auburn. Now, Sporty, we had uh, NBA games on yesterday. A lot of uh, a lot of blowouts yesterday in, in, in the games. Um, so based on what you've seen so far, give me your top four teams. Well, let's see. You have the Nets at one, Celtics at two, Bucks at three, and Heat at four. Any uh, let's give a little give a little detail as to why you ranked the, the top four teams the way you did. Uh, the reason I have the Nets so high, uh, I was surprised they. Uh... Beat Boston the way they did. Christian Boston. Uh, I thought it'd be a close game either way. I thought Boston would win. Thought Boston would win. 
I didn't think uh, the Nets were going to buy about 30 points. Yeah. Um, looks like uh, Durant and uh, Irving this year could put the uh, Nets over the top and propel them to a Eastern leg um, division. Right. Uh, get them in the finals. I think they. I think those two guys, along with uh, a bench player, uh, former Michigan guy, Karis uh, Avert. Oh uh, yeah, Karis Avert. Yeah. Uh, you got Jared Allen. You got Allen. As you, Allen. You got Allen and Durant and, and Spencer. Spencer Dinwiddle. Yeah. 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 They got. They got. They got. Yeah. A bunch of guys there that could uh, definitely. Definitely the, the number one choice to to come out of the East this year. I mean, I got the same top four as you. I, I got Nets, Celtics, Bucks, and Heat. Um, you know, that Celtics Bucks game, you know, Tatum with that, you know, prayer at the end there, you know, that, that was a good game, you know, throughout the whole game. So it, it could be, you know, Celtics Bucks fighting for that 2 3 seed. But hey, don't forget about the Heat. Robinson had a day, what, he had like six. He had six threes in, in the first half. Yeah, and he got Hero with the threes. Yeah. Um, Butler was banged up, but, you know, they were still able to, uh, to beat the Pelicans. You got the Bam underneath. Oh yeah, Bam out of AO. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I would definitely say Nets one, but Celtics, Bucks, Heat, you know, two, three, and four spots. Those could, those could. I mean, they're probably gonna be changing the whole year. So Celtics, Bucks, and Heat, they'll definitely take spots two through four. I uh, don't know exactly, you know, what order they're gonna finish in, but you know, like we said, we like the, the Nets, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Heat to finish in that order. Now switching over to the West. Sporty, you had the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, and Mavericks. So even though the Clippers did beat the Lakers and Nuggets, um, why do you have them sitting at three in, in, in your rankings? I mean, I, I obviously I can I can see the Lakers. Um, I mean, I have the Lakers at one, two. I think they're going to obviously be the one seed. But are you, you know, keeping the Nuggets ahead of the Clippers based off of... Uh, Clippers, I just, I mean... Are you keeping them, like, you know, the Nuggets did beat them in the playoffs last year, so are you... you Saying the momentum's going to continue, or, or what are you going just, with here? I just think overall, I think in the end, I think that the Lakers are just too strong for Clippers. Uh, you got uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Right. But what about what, what about the Nuggets? You have the Nuggets sitting there at two. Like, do you think do you think the Nuggets match up better against the Clippers, or, or why do you think the I Nuggets think, are I finished match, too? I think they match better up with the uh, Clippers. You got uh, Jokic, uh, basically the whole team. Yeah, um, I mean, you got Murray and Porter. Murray and Porter. Um, it all comes down to um, uh, guys getting foul trouble for uh, the Clippers. Uh, right. We got, uh, last night, uh, oh, yeah. Clippers and the uh, Nuggets. Right. Uh, Beverly. I mean, I know he's not a go-to guy, but he, he plays good defense, and he got he got two early fouls, and they had to they had to sub early for him. Right. Going to the bench. Going to the bench. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think. Uh, uh, George and um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I just don't think they're strong enough to a shortened season. Right. Um, I, I think they'll have to play. I think they'll have to play more George and uh, Kawhi, which is I think going to hurt them later on towards close to the playoffs because I don't think they'll be um, that well rested. So right. I'll take. Right. Uh, I'll take the. the Lakers, I think they'll be able to win more games than the Clippers. Plus, I think the Lakers have to play a better bench right, okay. than the uh, Clippers. Yeah. So that's my uh, reason. Yeah, so I got I got the Lakers at one, Clippers two, Nuggets three, Mavs four. 
Um, again, yeah, Lakers, I definitely got them over the Clippers. Uh, they just got more scoring threats. You know, you got Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder combining for 40 yesterday on Christmas. Um, I mean, I, I could see where you have the Nuggets at two. Um, you know, Murray can always take over second Jokic. Uh, and, it, you know, it might be, you know, are the Clippers riding too much on George and Kawhi? You know, George didn't have, you know, the, the best uh, playoff performance, so they really had to, you know, rely on Kawhi a lot. Um, but I do like the Clippers to bounce back and beat the Nuggets uh, to finish, uh, you know, in the playoffs this year. So I, I do think they're the second best team in the West. And then again with the Mavericks, you got, uh, you know, Luka and Chris Stapps. Um, Mavericks are a pretty solid team with not a lot of big-name guys, I'd say. So that's why I have them at the, at the four spot. You know, Luka can score when he wants to, even though he's had a rough uh, rough two games from the start. Um, but I, I definitely think they can secure the four spot. Who's a sleeper to come out of the either east or west? Who, who's a sleeper that you think could uh, make some noise in the playoffs? Uh, I think the uh, Suns, I think they have a uh, strong team. Um, I think Booker's going to carry that team as a guard. Uh, Antoine, right? Antoine? No, Antoine. DeAndre Ayton. Ayton, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Sorry, guys. Uh, Ayton has their, has their big guy underneath. Um, I'll mention a bench player for him. Uh, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. Yeah. He had a good game coming off the bench. Right. Um, they got a pretty good coach. Yeah, uh, I, that's, that's true. Who's that's true. I, I, I'm drawing a blank off, off the top of my head. But, no, yeah, they, they definitely turned things – Turn things around from you know where they where they used to be at. So yeah, I, I could definitely see the the Suns being a pretty solid pick as a sleeper. I'm gonna go with the uh, I'll go with the Pelicans. They, I mean they they probably should make the playoffs. Um, you know you got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram had a pretty solid game. Obviously Zion uh, had 32. So that they're definitely gonna be. I think the Pelicans could definitely be a problem. Uh, and you got JJ Redick uh, who can who can deliver threes whenever he wants to. So. Definitely watch out for the Pelicans. Um, watch out, you know, even though the Warriors are starting off 0-2 here, watch out for um, the Warriors maybe make some noise in the playoffs. You know, Wiseman's just getting, uh, you know, his first two career starts when he hits his belt. Draymond will be back after uh, after his injury. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they both, they, you know, the Warriors lost. They got destroyed in both games. But uh, don't be too surprised if, if they, you know, Make the playoffs and and make some noise. I mean, you know, they they played the Nets and the Bucks the first two games. So obviously they're two of the tougher teams in all of the NBA. So um, Pelicans are my first sleeper, but don't be too surprised about the Warriors. Going back to the Suns, Monty Williams. That's what I, I was trying to think of his name. Monty Williams from the Suns. That's a pretty solid coach right there. So now we got our last segment here with the NFL sport. If the season were to end today. Or were to end today. Sorry. Who would be in the Super Bowl? Uh, if it were to end today, I, I would say the uh, Chiefs in the AFC, and I would go with the. I'll go with the Packers. Go with the Packers. Yes. I would go with the Chiefs, and I'm gonna go with the Saints. You know, Kamara had six touchdowns yesterday against the Vikings. Um, Saints are definitely a complete team. You know, even though they don't have uh, Michael Thomas playing currently, Chiefs' offense is just too good. Uh, they can score. They can hang with anybody just because of their offense. Um, 
Saints, they can obviously put up some points as well. So I, I, I do think I like the Saints to, to beat out the Packers based on, you know, the weapons from the Saints. Uh, why do you like the Packers? Anything? Uh, uh, I, I like uh, their offense with uh, quarterback. They obviously got Aaron Rodgers, running back. You got Jones. Uh, receiver, you got um, Devontae Adams. Right. Tight end, you got Tanya. And I, I like their their uh, defense is playing uh, a lot better than it did the first half of the season. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, I could I could definitely see um, you know Packers or or Saints coming out of there. Um, all right, so now we have just just three games this week, three of the bigger matchups that uh, really going to dictate uh, uh, and really you know ultimately set up the playoff picture here. First game we got Colts and Steelers. Now a lot of people were saying you know this is probably the Colts game to win. Um, Sporty, can the Steelers get it done tomorrow? Uh, I think they, I think they can. I, I know they're on a three-game losing streak, but they, they're desperate, desperately in need of a, a win, uh, just just for their sake, but especially for the playoffs. Uh, I think Big Ben will turn it around at home, and I think they'll get a big close victory at home. So. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they lose this game, and then if they lose the Browns, I mean, they're they're sitting there having to having to go on the road. Uh, in their first playoff match of not really having any home field advantage here. So, yeah, this is definitely definitely a big game. Big game for the Colts. If they can win this and you know, maybe the Packers beat the Titans, the Colts could secure the uh, the four seed. Um, or even, you know, if the Steelers would end up losing, the Colts could slip up into the into the three seed. So, definitely a big game for both teams. Um, like I told Kutz, if the Steelers' offense doesn't show up, I like the Colts win by touchdown. If the Steelers show up tomorrow... I like the Steelers to win. Um, we'll go with uh, 28 to 20. I'm gonna go with the Steelers, but hey, you know what? If their uh, offense doesn't show up, if they can't, I mean, I'm hoping their their run game is, you know, somewhat there tomorrow, somewhat present. Um, and I mean, their their defense, their secondary just gotta gotta tighten up. I mean, there was too many too many times where they're just leaving guys wide open in the middle of the field, so. You would think after three three game stretch that Tomlin's going to get them ready to go. Hopefully, Feekner figures it out on offense and and they can get back on on a win streak here. Got the Rams and the Seahawks. Rams coming off a you know horrible loss with the Jets. Um, who do you like here? I like the Rams on the red. Um, like I said, another team in need of victory. They just coming off a bad loss against the uh, coming off the Jets. Right. Um, I think the Rams will steal one in um, Seattle tomorrow. I think I think they'll pressure uh, Russell Wilson. I think Aaron Donald will have it. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna project uh, project the Rams defense to uh, sack Wilson about my prediction is over. I'm gonna say three times. Oh, over three times, geez. Um, yeah, I mean definitely definitely big game for both teams. Right now the Seahawks. Um, Ten and four. Rams are obviously nine and five, so definitely could uh, shape up. Um, you know where they where they align in the playoffs, but ultimately I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Seahawks here and Russ Wilson in a big time game. Um, you know I do like the Rams defense, but I think Wilson gets it done. 27-24. I like the Seahawks to win, um, and that that would put them I think that right now they're in the free spot out there in the NFC. I think that they would still be. I know the Saints are eleven. Would be or they're eleven and four, and that would put the Seahawks eleven and four. I'm not sure who has the tiebreaker over them, but um, but yeah, I do like the Seahawks to win tomorrow. 
Last game, Titans, Packers. Uh, man, Packers, yeah. They're all confused. No, it's, it's good. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it is. But, man, you got Tennessee's offense. Ryan Tannehill in, uh, uh, in their offense. Uh, you got my boy Derek Henry running back. Right. Uh, it should be a game yet. Uh, we'll see if the Packers, like I said, uh, the defense, the Packers defense, has been playing pretty well lately. We'll see if they show up tomorrow night in uh, cold Lando Field. Yep. To take on the uh, NFC Titans in a should be a, a dandy Sunday night uh, football game. I like, uh, you know what? I like Tennessee uh, to pull the upset by touchdown. By touchdown. 35 28 Tennessee Ooh. tomorrow night. I'll take, uh, I was going to take the Titans as well. I like the Titans to win 31 28. I think, and, you know, Henry's going to have a big day. Um, obviously, if they can shut him down, that's. That'll that'll definitely hurt the Titans. Um, Rodgers, Adams, Jones—they're they're definitely going to get it done from an offensive standpoint. But I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last, and I think ultimately Titans win by a field goal. So, sport um, just real quick, going back to that uh, college football playoff. Who do you, are, you know, are we assuming here that it's going to be an Alabama Clemson national championship? Do you like both teams to win? Uh, I do like Bama. Uh, I'm just Ohio State. I thought they were pretty good, but. I don't know. The last couple of weeks with Fields, I'm not really sure on Fields, but uh, maybe he'll get healthier by the time they play. But if he doesn't, I like I like Alabama, Alabama and Clemson. But if somehow Fields gets healthier or whatever, Hosty uh, could be Clemson, depending on what, depending on which field sh- shows up. Right, right. And yeah, if they have. A lot of them. If they if they have right. they have a full if Ohio State has a full they team, a full team they're healthy. They, they can definitely hang with Clemson. Um, yeah, just the way the Buckeyes have been playing, I Clemson's definitely going to beat them by ten. If if that same Ohio State team that played Northwestern shows up against Clemson, then you know Clemson by ten and or or you know even a lot more. Um, definitely going to be an Alabama. I, I like Alabama Clemson in the national championship, and um, I mean it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if. Uh, if Bama can be beaten, you know, they're they got three of the top dogs in the nation with uh, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, and Devonta Smith. But uh, you know, don't uh, don't sleep on Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Um, Sporty, our, the Heisman finalists came out last night with uh, Devonte Smith, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Kyle Trask. Right now, um, Devonta Smith looks like he's going to have the uh, Best odds to win the Heisman. Who, who do you think deserves the Heisman this year out of those four guys? I think uh, the uh, receiver from Vermont, from Bama, uh, I think Devontae Smith will win it. Uh, they got route running pretty smooth. And right. He, uh, he catches basically anything thrown toward him. So I'll, I'll go with uh, Devontae Smith. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with him as well. Um, really don't see. I, I think if. if if Lawrence plays the whole year, um, and they and they beat Notre Dame earlier in the year, I, I think you can make a case for Lawrence. But him having to sit out, um, I think that kind of hurt his Heisman chances. I mean, I at the beginning of the year I thought he was going to win the Heisman, um, but again, him having to sit out might hurt. So so I like Smith to win the Heisman, but uh, you know you can't forget about the guy who's throwing him the ball, Mac Jones. He's had a pretty solid year too. So I definitely think Trask is definitely not in the picture now, even with. Uh, you know, even if they wouldn't have lost to LSU, I, I just don't think Trask is um, 
in contention uh, for the Heisman. But, uh, yeah, I do like Smith as well. So that wraps it up for our episode of Chalk Talk. We'll be back before, uh, before 2020 ends just to, uh, you know, give a little insight, uh, maybe catch up on some bowl games, look more at the uh, NFL playoff picture, and uh, some update on the, uh, some NBA action as well. So we'll be back. Um, we'll send it in here in a couple days. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays.